0: Hey, everyone, I'm here with Chris uh, Jackson. He's the founder of Just Be You, a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to promoting a positive attitude among the younger generation. He uses social media to connect with his followers and give them advice, as well as just listen to the stories. He recently started his own YouTube channel and is also an aspiring rapper and just released his first single, Dummy, today. That's correct, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being here. Um, Do you want to start talking a little bit about Dummy and your new single and just what it's about?
1: For sure. Uh, So I pretty much made that song one. I try to make all my songs different. I don't want any of them to sound the same. I want to be able to capture every single mood possible. And so this challenge my dad gave me was to make a song that people could dance to, party to, have fun. And I was like, how can I incorporate that with something that's actually happened to me? Not just talking about like drugs, money, you know, things like that. And so the first tap was more of uh, taking place of me being in the future where I hopefully have like, um, like a pretty good living and I have like a little bit of wealth here and there. And it's about this girl that I had talked to that basically said I wasn't worth her time because I wasn't like ghetto, so to speak. Like I wasn't <laughs> in a gang. I wasn't. Yeah, it confused me. I was absolutely confused. And so I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, one thing she told me, she told me, like, essentially I wasn't black enough. And I was like, but you're, you're not, you're you're white. I don't know how you could tell me I'm not black enough for for you. I was like, okay, that's fine. And so I basically just wrote a song about a couple of uh, the things that she told me. And just me clapping back, uh, stating, like, look, you could say I'm not good for you now. But just like you've done before, like, once I make it somewhere, I start making a good living for myself. Just please don't text me then. That, <laughs> That is it. Yeah, that's kind of my meaning for it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's like, especially in society, that there's such an expectation of us just by like the way that we look and like Agreed. how like people stereotype us. So mm-hmm. that's a really good point. It's like amazing that you address that in your music. Thank you. Um, going a little bit more into rap. I'm sure we talked about this in our conversation before, but like, how did you get into rap? And like, how did you find it as an outlet for expressing your emotions and beliefs?
1: Oh, that's a good question
0: uh
1: so first off my dad is a, um is a singer he's had a couple of number one hits in the united states uh, like in the 80s 90s wow and so i always aspired to yeah essentially be like him in a way but i'm not mm-hmm. a, i'm not a great singer i'm okay but i wanted to find my own outlet and when my parents had got divorced and i'd moved different states away from my parents and my family um i started to write poetry mm-hmm. uh when i first moved to virginia and uh it just wasn't enough for me. And when I moved from Virginia back to Connecticut on my own, leaving my mom, my stepdad, my little brother behind, it was a really, really hard transition for me. And so that's when I started to really incorporate adding music to it and really starting to rap and really find my way to just get my, my emotions out. And then it just kind of skyrocketed from that point on.
0: That's awesome. And like, how has like, I know a lot of your friends support you on this. Like, how have they responded to your passion or how has it affected them? Do you know yet?
1: Um, that's actually a pretty interesting question. I actually don't know how it's, it's impacted them. But to be honest, I'm not making music for other people, in a sense. Yeah. I'm making it because it's music that I love and I love to make. And I love to create and it it Mm -hmm. gives me, I can sleep well at night knowing I made it and it's helped me through a lot of things with my mental health, being able to write it down. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's for the people that can connect to me and not everyone will. So I personally don't care too much about who, who, who likes it or who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope people can benefit from it, but I'm I'm making it for my own mental health in a way. It's not for anything else.
0: That's incredible. Like, oftentimes, like, we start new initiatives and stuff like that to, like, in order Mm -hmm. to get, like, other people's attention. But, like, I think in reality, it's, like, you have to find your passion and then you can, like, use it to serve others. And that's, like, a great philosophy.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying, like, um, that I don't want people to listen to it, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying I'm not making it for other people. People, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's absolutely right. Okay, more towards shifting towards Just Be You. Um, so how did that organization get started and what kind of inspired you?
1: Um, well, one one of my cousins, uh, she had committed suicide because she was bullied in high school when I was younger. Uh, and then just the pain from you know moving, leaving my dad behind, then moving back, leaving my mom behind to go you know, pursue what I wanted to do and figure out what kind of person I was. There was a lot of time I had to sit there and think. Uh, and being bullied as a kid because of my skin color, all those things just hit me. And I, I had seen kids in my other schools that were getting the same treatment as I was, but they couldn't handle it as well as I could. And so it was more of making it to stick up for those people and giving those people a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was, my, that was my main goal at first. And now I'm, I guess I'm just trying to find ways to expand on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just giving someone a shoulder to cry on and a friend that they could have. That was anonymous originally. So people mm-hmm. felt that they had a safe place to go where they knew that rumors wouldn't fly out or they felt like they could get their, they could get their stuff out without having to worry about anyone else knowing what they were doing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing because I feel like right now as mental health is becoming such a more important issue in our society, I feel like it's our generation that's trying to kind of shift that paradigm and make sure right. that we're addressing and talking it to our friends more. And off of that, like, what do you think that like, people in our community, like people like you and me, even if we're um, like not part of one of the organizations, like, what do you think that we can better address the issue of mental health or just help our friends out?
1: Honestly, that it's different within each person, right? So mm-hmm. there could be things that you're going through, and there could be things that I'm going through, and we can all handle it differently. So it's more about accepting the way that people cope with things. I feel like when people don't understand something, they either deem it as stupid or make fun of it because they just simply can't understand. And those are a lot of the things that really tear people apart is when is when you're making fun of someone or you're you're making them feel less than because you don't understand them. So it's just taking the time to really understand people literally instead of just judging automatically. I think that's what really messes people up in our generation when we're constantly trying to compare ourselves to other people because of social media.
0: That's absolutely right. And I like find it so interesting that you've used like the same platform like social media that like perpetuates these stories stereotypes and like judgments and like you've used it for good and you've used it to like spread positivity which is like really incredible
1: just trying my best I mean there's people (laughs) who think I'm uh just people who think I'm just doing it uh for the fame or doing it for the clout or doing it just to you know get a good college uh get a good look at college but it's like I have 2,000 hours plus of community service. I don't really think I'm doing that just for college. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. put a lot of time into this.
0: Yeah. So, speaking, speaking about college, um, do you know where you're heading next year and what you're going to be studying?
1: Yes. So I'm going to Southern, uh, the University of uh, Southern Connecticut, Southern Connecticut University, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't my uh, first choice. I wanted to come back to Virginia and go to Old Dominion where a lot of my cousins are at and a lot of my family is at, and it would have been mm-hmm. a nice fit. But uh, there was a little complications just on like the financial side of that. So I'm hoping I can transfer out. But uh, this should be a pretty unique opportunity just being in a big place and uh, trying to figure out who I mesh with and who I match with. It should be, uh, it should be pretty fun for me. And I'm, I'm studying psychology just to further my credibility with Just Be You. That's the main thing there. They have a really good psychology program. So, I mean, that's all I'm really worried about.
0: That's incredible. And like, I think it's like a very interesting combination of how you combined, like even aspects of psychology into your like music and what you do, because I feel like at the end of the day, like studying that and understanding that. And also you're not only like studying it academically, but you're also having conversations with people and helping them out. Like that just makes, I guess, like you said, a lot more credible. Yeah.
1: Right. And you know, the hardest part, you know, for just be with me in the beginning, was mm-hmm. figuring out what the word positivity means. Positivity isn't just going out and feeding the homeless. Positivity is not just telling someone they look good or they're beautiful. Positivity is selective. Like mm-hmm. you could really really like to draw and I could hate drawing. Drawing would make me mad because I suck. You know what <laughs> I mean? So positivity is more of what you like to do and what makes you feel positive. That is also positivity. It's it depends on who the person is and what it is. And once I figured that out, that's what's making Just be You more of a real and uh, more authentic thing. is not just my positivity, but what is your positivity? What, what does that word really mean? I think that was hard to figure out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's like, absolutely right. Like I've been recently doing like with this project that I'm trying to do and along with just talking to a lot of, a lot of other people. Uh, one question I always ask is like, what does happiness mean to you? And I think words like abstract words like happiness and passion and positivity are very similar in the way that it changes from person to person and it's really interesting to find out like this is what makes this person happy and this is what how their story is and that's why the way that they are and then the more that we acknowledge those stories we can like become closer as a community correct yeah um so you've been also, like, with the start of your YouTube channel and also releasing music, you've been kind of taking this role of, like, an, as, like, an influencer, like, a positive influencer. So mm-hmm. what do you think the role of influencers today, like you, is in our society, and, like, how do you guys bring us up?
1: Honestly, I think it kind of just depends <laughs> on your interest as a person and what kind of void that you're trying to fill in the world. And I think the void that I'm trying to fill, like, you know, end all be all is that I want to what is going on with my computer. Um <laughs> is that the, the the void I'm trying to fill is I want to show everyone in the world, but specifically minorities, that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Because at first for just be you, I would only post like love yourself, you look beautiful, you look pretty. But that's only one side of me as a person. The organization I found is called Just For You. So how can I possibly inspire people to want to be the, their best selves if I'm not showing them that I'm following my process that I'm preaching, which is why I made YouTube, which is why I'm putting up my music, you know, which is why I'm making all these videos because I want to fill the void of people are too scared to be themselves. They're comparing themselves all the time. And it's making people uh, really feel bad about their appearance and what they want to do and they're scared. I'm scared too, I'm a normal person. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But I'm going to show you that if I can do it, so can you. And that's just the message that I'm ultimately trying to put over people.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like it's like lead by example. Right. Because a lot of the yeah. influencers and people we see on social media, they like tr- preach all of this, like very like positive and like happy to do things. But like you mm-hmm. rarely see them go through the struggle of the ups and down themselves and then grow, make mistakes and then grow from that. So Right. Um. Okay. So kind of shifting towards the qualities of what you think a change maker is, because honestly, I think you're doing a lot of change, even though it's just like right now in this like small community of teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think like the qualities of a change maker or leader should be? And then how do you build those?
1: Biggest thing is believing what you're actually doing. Because I'm not going to write a song that I truly don't believe in or that I truly don't think is something about me. So once you once you believe what you're doing and once you show people that you're having fun and you truly uh, you truly are inspired by what you're doing is going to inspire them because people uh feel more than see you know what i mean it's not more about mm-hmm. what you're doing and what they see you're doing it's about how they feel that you think yeah, how you feel how they feel they yeah, you feel you're doing i don't know if, I, if that made sense but they got yeah. to feel it. they have to feel your energy and so to me, the biggest thing about making change, whether it's for good or whether it's for bad, is making people believe that how you feel is is a good feeling and that it's it's real. You have to mm-hmm. be real. That is it no matter what you're doing. It's yeah. real I have to be real.
0: Yeah, it's all about that like authenticity that you were talking about earlier. Yep. And I think like, like you said, it's like you need to believe in yourself first for anyone else mm-hmm. to believe in you. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and how, like how you kind of overcame that barrier of like other people's expectations for you?
1: Oh, so I actually thought about <laughs> quitting just for you in the beginning mm-hmm. so many times because there were so many people saying they didn't believe in me and that what I was doing was stupid. And just me being a kid and people telling me I wasn't, you know, good enough for my skin color and this, this and that. And I, I believed them for a while. So those kind of thoughts came back to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, dang, like, maybe I should just stop. Maybe this is stupid. And I've had those thoughts every once in a while here and there now. And I think that's normal. But ultimately, I know that I can't quit it because there are people that rely on me and there are people that do believe in me. And, you know, whether my videos get 100 likes or they get one, uh, as long as I made an impression on one person, that's that's okay for me. Because to change the world, you just got to change one person. And I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I also really believed in that. Like, I, I truly believe that you, even if, like, a person can't change the world or i can't change the world if i even just affect one person at least i've changed their world and that right. like it's like the snowball effect so it keeps going yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um and then especially during quarantine right now a lot of people there's a lot of anxiety going out in the world and um it is a lot of time for us to reflect on ourselves and kind of improve But at the same time it's kind of like balances out with all the negativity that's going on. So do you have any like advice for like overcoming that or, um, like what should we be doing with this time that we have?
1: Honestly, it's just a really, really, really rough time. And I don't know if I could speak of what to do for others, but I could say what I do personally
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I'm having a hard time in quarantine, because it was good to self-reflect for the first month and then <laughs> yeah, the I'm second sorry. month you're <laughs> like, okay, well I know who I am now. I'm a better person, but, uh, now it's just me and my thoughts like I'm fine yeah but um I personally again I still write my music I still write I try to draw a little bit sketch here and there um you know making YouTube videos putting yourself on other social media platforms and just putting yourself out there gives you something to do Mm -hmm. um especially with the TikTok algorithm where it puts you in front of a whole bunch of people just you know for people to see it could be fun just wanting to get out there and do something funny whether it's for others or for yourself uh also if where you live is like has nice weather, like Virginia, it's freaking like almost eighty degrees right now. I'm riding Yeah, it's a
0: hundred right here in Georgia. So Jeez.
1: Yeah, so like you know I'm riding my bike, I'm out, I'm shooting some hoops at like basketball hoops that are like empty. Obviously, I'm not playing with nobody, man. I'm not playing with <laughs> spiders, but uh
0: yeah.
1: you know, shooting some hoops, you could throw a football outside, just go for a run. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you six to ten feet apart with your friends, you could sit there and talk to them. Uh just trying to go out and just keeping yourself busy that's what I would try to do and I know yeah. it gets boring every once in a while but just trying to keep yourself busy video games yeah this is the time to do that
0: <laughs> yeah that's right we have all the time in the world and I think the reason why I asked that question is like a lot of my friends and I feel like a lot of people because you're not able to have this like direct social interactions and you're so bored that you just constantly overthink and kind of just like return to like a depressive state overall so it's just like trying to figure out, like, how do I, like, keep myself motivated, even right. though, and, like, get out there and actually enjoy the world as I, best I can.
1: I feel the worst for people who are uh, in relationships that are kind of declining at the moment or people that just got into breakups. Because mm-hmm. when you're really, really alone, first of all, you feel really, really alone when you're in a bad relationship. You know, you feel more alone than if you actually are alone. And if you're going through a hard time, and you can't see them, it's only over the phone or over text, that you can talk to them. And people are a lot more bold and a lot more rude over the phone. I feel like that can really, really hurt someone's mental health, knowing that they only have themselves, especially yeah. in those deep, deep relationships. So I feel I, I put my heart out to a lot of those people that are struggling with that at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they do it. And I, I'm, I hope, you know, I pray for them and I hope that they're all doing well. But I, it's hard. Yes. Relationships are hard right now.
0: That's really, that's absolutely true. And a lot of people, I've also noticed that they've been like kind of returning to those initial toxic relationships. I don't know if it's just out of boredom. I can't like speak for themselves, but it's been a really difficult time for everyone to like maintain mental health and like stability with themselves. Yeah.
1: For sure. You're bored. So when you're bored, you kind of old feelings may come rushing back because you have nothing else to feel. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. craving that feeling. So I can see why people will go back to toxic relationships for the, I guess, the feeling of it. Mm. Yeah.
0: And I think like another concern is that once they like we get out of this quarantine and stuff like I'm wondering if there will be like any shifts in like the mental health community, because right now it's like a lot of people are expressing their feelings on the Internet because they don't really have much to do. And so like beforehand, even like especially like I guess going to school, we talked about it before, like it's really hard to get help from like counselors and stuff. And so for students who are like struggling with mental health like how are they're not like going to get help from their counselors right now so it's I just feel like I guess what what do you think that needs to change in order for I guess help help to be more accessible
1: um I think for counselors when we go back to school in order to get someone to share their feelings you have to empathize with them and I feel like when people are at a higher level of education with psychology and they've been through the problems uh, instead of empathizing with them and helping them figure out what they did wrong, even if it's a really simple freaking thing, people are going to shut you out. Because if mm-hmm. you're coming across and you're like, hey, Chris, uh, uh, you know, how, do, how, how can I, you know, get rid of this boyfriend that I've had? He's being really, really wrong to me. You just say, mm-hmm. break up with him.
0: <laughs> but how?
1: You know what I mean? So they're yeah. not going to come to you if you're going to give them the simple answer. They know they have to break up with them. That is what they ask you to help them with. But if you're giving them the simple answers, they're not going to want to talk to you. You have to empathize with them and really help them figure that out for themselves and help them grow. And that's something that I've found where I've asked for help from someone like sometimes my parents or guidance counselors, they've given me just straightforward answers. And that's not what you're looking mm-hmm. for when you're in a problem. Because when you're in the problem, you don't notice all the bad things. You don't notice everything when you're in it. And so you just, you, you need to be guided, not just told what to do.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, and I guess that also like brings on to my next question was like, we have like young people like us, we have so much pressure and expectations from society, like whether it's our like teachers, counselors, parents, or like just friends. And it's becoming really, really hard to balance. Like when we do return back to school, to balance school, sports, um, maintaining our academic social life, and also doing our passion projects. And I can see like how that kind of creates like a never ending cycle of like mental health problems. So I guess like, what is your advice for people who are under great pressure and like how to manage your time effectively and get help when you need it?
1: That is actually a very, very good question. <laughs> so Personally, I think when school gets back, I wouldn't be surprised if students get less homework because over yeah, this quarantine, right. I don't know about you, but I've gotten less homework over quarantine, and it's given that's a right. lot of people a lot of less time and a lot less stress. Mm-hmm. So I think that we won't have as much homework. I think we're going to have a lot more time to go out with our friends. But yeah, right. it is going to be hard to manage your time when you get out of quarantine because you were used, used to doing months of absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have that motivation at first to do your homework. You'll, you'll love to see your friends. You'll, you'll want to be out with your friends. I think that's going to be everyone's first goal. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as reaching out to people whenever you need something, I think once we get out of quarantine, people are going to be very, very, uh, intact with their feelings. It just depends on how far that we push it. Cause I think that eventually things will go back to the way they were. If People don't keep intact with the feelings that they've, you know, they've realized they had during quarantine. You've got to keep pushing it and keep showing it. Otherwise it'll be swept right under the rug like it was before. And we'll be back in the same problem.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, um, I guess another thing is like, when you ha- you have you been like talking to people through Just You, whether it's through Instagram and just like keeping in touch with them.
1: Yeah, so I have a group chat on Just BU called JBY Family, uh, mm-hmm. where we all just talk and have fun and talk about things going throughout our day, painting, uh, whatever, like anything. Like we're a big family, so the ups and downs are always in the chat. Even I. Tell them things that I'm scared about. I'm not just there to help them, but I, I want to get help from them too. I'm not, you know, Einstein. I don't, I mean, even <laughs> he doesn't know everything. I'm still yeah. a teenager, so I don't know everything myself. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, it's just about that, just, you know, make myself real. I'm not just here to help you, but I, I, I want to help too. I'm a teen just like you. I'm just the one who created the platform. Yeah. Um, and we have, we have FaceTime chats at night. Uh, we play a lot of games on there. We play like <laughs> Minecraft sometimes, we'll play like PlayStation. We've played Roblox before. I've added my little brothers and cousins into it. So I'm just trying to find ways that we can all, you know, be proactive Mm -hmm. and just have fun and really get to know each other. Not just over a virtual platform, letting them hear my voice and know me as a person, knowing that I'm not just just you Positivity, you know, always serious, but I'm funny. And I like to joke around and have fun, too. So it's just showing them that I'm a full person.
0: That seems like such a genuine experience. And like, I'm sure you've got to like hear a lot of people's stories and like what they're struggling with and how they overcame it. So did you like learn any lessons from talking to these like people through your platform?
1: Oh, I mean, I've learned a few. (laughs) I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from my friend, her name is Meg. The -hmm. biggest lesson I learned is you have to love yourself and truly just know yourself and realize that you are going to be you forever. And you just, you need to love yourself for that and really know that people can like you and people could, people could hate you, but you need to be comfortable with yourself and you need to love yourself no matter what's going on, because you always have your back and you, that, that's it. You're not doing it for them. You, you got to love you for you and not worry about others' opinions. And she's taught yeah. me that on multiple occasions because she's been through a lot in her life and she's always came out strong. And so I think that's one thing that I'll take with me with like forever.
0: She sounds like an amazing person. That's, that's so- dope.
1: An amazing yeah. friend
0: yeah that's right that's right and yeah speaking on like how it's like loving yourself this is like really getting super philosophical but i feel like that's like such a common advice for people it's amazing advice but it's like how do you get there and like do you have any personal experience of trying to get there or is it still a process
1: yeah. um for me i just listen to music i listen to a lot of r&b uh, J- uh Janae aiko uh, I listened to Billie Eilish, Daniel yeah. Caesar, a lot of people who made music that was had really, really good lyrics, kind of slow pace. It just gave me, you know, I have my yeah. blue LED lights on, and I just put my AirPods in and close my eyes and think. And like, for months, I would do this, like I'd come home from school, do a little bit of homework, turn my fan on, just lay in my bed, like listen to music, feel the breeze, and really try to get in, con- uh, get in contact with my thoughts. And I think loving yourself is just knowing yourself and knowing what you're capable of and knowing your limits as a person. And once you figure that out, I think that's when you truly realize, you know, who you are. So I don't think that loving yourself literally means that what you think of in your head, like, you got to freaking think you're great, got to think you're the best or whatever. It wasn't about that. It's just knowing who you are, knowing your limits. And I think I figured that out. and That's why I'm comfortable with who I am. And I'm not I can have one friend, I can have 10 friends, I can have zero friends, but I'm perfectly okay with being by myself and being with myself because I know myself.
0: Yeah. And I think that like going back to our conversation about being in quarantine and relationships, I think that's really important because like when you like love yourself, you wouldn't necessarily depend on other ones to like kind of fill your right. voids. And so I feel like even before even going into relationship, you feel comfortable and have the foundation that, no matter the outcome, you will still be stable and you will still be like content with yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm a big family guy, so my mom's here, my stepdad's here, my yeah. little brothers here, my grandparents are here. I can go see my family, and I'm perfectly. All and you, I only need my family. You know what I mean? I love my yeah. friends, but at the end of the day, my family will be here for me, no matter what. And I'm okay with just being with my family. This was the rest of my life. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't need anybody else. So I, yeah. I'm low maintenance with it.
0: I'm more <laughs> proud. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel like a lot of us, especially during our like teenage years, we take our family for granted because we're like, we prioritize other things and kind of take them for because we're like, oh, they will always be there and they will always be like nagging at me and stuff like that. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you really start to realize like the value of them. It's just been me and my mom. So we've been like, become like really good friends and just spending a lot of time together. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's, like I've been learning the value of family and trying to maintain those relationships and it's actually hard work to maintain like a good family relationship as well.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So this is kind of one of the lasting questions. I know this is pretty short, but um, I guess what's next for you? What do you want to do with your experience with just you and going off to college? Do you know yet?
1: Honestly, I'm trying to expand my audience right now, which is why I haven't been as active the last two or three days, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what's the crowd, is the next crowd that I can capture? And so I've been trying to get into gaming a little bit because I've noticed with my little eight year old brother here, he's always <laughs> playing the PlayStation, he's always in the game interacting with kids from all over the world. And when I went through my main struggles for Just For You, which was me being bullied, I was eight years old, I was his age. And so I'm mm-hmm. trying to see if I can find a way to connect with the younger kids and get them on board because my main uh, age range is 18 to 26. So how can I get that down and maybe be able to talk to little like, kids at schools, elementary schools, middle schools, and really try to get, you know, get their side into here? That, that's my main focus right now. And then it's just improving myself. I feel like when I improve myself, I can help Just Be You move in a positive way. So I'm just trying to just keep intact with my talents and keep working on all those and keep giving people new content to look at as well as trying to expand the horizons of what I'm doing with new people. That, that's what's next for me right now, just expanding, I would say.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, Real building that empire, basically. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Um, okay, one last question. If you had, yep. if your like life was supposed to be a message, what would you want that message to be? Ooh.
1: Okay. That was. Okay. <laughs> it's a tough wow.
0: question. I know.
1: Wow. What would I want my message to be? Wow. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Wow. My message would probably be, this is gonna sound cliche as hell, but literally the name of my organization, I would just say, just be you and love yourself and stay, stay true to you. Because again, people are gonna come and go in your life, family, friends, all of that. But as long as you know yourself and you know your limits and you love yourself, you could take the whole world by storm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing, the world is in your palm. And I think that if you just, yeah, to stay true to you, that, that would be my message. I, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, firsthand. I'm just taking my talents and trying to put them to the test. And I think that at this young age, I'm able to do that and I'm able to take those risks. So I'd love for everyone else to be the same. I think the world would be a better place if we didn't just follow suit with society, but really just believed in ourselves and what we can do and just go
0: for it. Yeah, just for you. I love that. Okay, yeah. thank you so much, Chris. I will leave- all- All your social media handles and everything in the description box. And thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Of course.
1: Bye.